Welcome to the Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Carew. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from amazing women who are embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way. Breaking down the midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose. And to step out of your bubble. So what's stopping you? Welcome back to a new week of Out of the Bubble podcast. And today we are turning the table on the beauty industry. And I'm delighted to be joined by Jenny Returne. Jenny is the founder of Willowberry Natural Skin Care. And she has set up an amazing brand, started it in 2017 after nearly 20 years in the beauty industry. And she decided to create something really special. I love her products. I'm a big fan of the PHA exfoliator. It goes with me everywhere. And I really like the fact that she's trying to change the narrative within the beauty industry around ageing as well. Her Age Without Apology campaign is something that I know we've got a lot to talk about. So grab a coffee and enjoy. So welcome, Jenny. We finally get to have our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to be here. I feel like it's one of those things, isn't it? Social media, when you follow somebody, and I've been following Willoughby brand for a long time, use your products, love them. Um, you feel like you know somebody before you've even met them. So that's what it feels like today. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I agree. But it's nice because then it just meant I felt nice and relaxed about our chat today. Yes, good. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got so much to talk about. And I, I briefly kind of told everybody in the introduction about, you know, about the Willoughby brand, but Let's start off with you. How would you describe yourself in three words and why? Myself? Yes, yourself. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Hmm. I'm a mix of sensible and fun, like I think straight down the middle. (laughs) Um, I would describe myself as uh, strong and pretty fearless. Yeah, I mean, I feel really put on the spot to drag those three words out, but that's that's what would come to mind. (laughs) Well done. They're usually the ones that the 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 first ones that you think of are usually the ones from the heart. So thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) And I'm guessing, you know, from what you've done and the way you've tackled the beauty industry, I think you do have to be fearless and strong. So well done you. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't know I'd describe myself like that, actually. That was interesting. That came up. But yeah, I would. Yeah. Brilliant. Um. How did it even all start? Because you've been in the beauty industry for a long time. Is it over 20 years worth of experience? Yeah, and nearly 20 years, yeah. So that's kind of from the behind the scenes, the marketing side of stuff. At what point did you start thinking, actually, I want to create something different here for, for women? Well, I started my career as a beauty journalist, um, and that was from the age of 22. Um, And I worked on a trade beauty magazine. So we were writing uh, for um, the industry to read. So brands and retailers and so forth. Um, So it was always the business side of beauty. So it nurtured the the business geek in me. Um, But um, because of that, then, you know, it's really, you know, from I I experienced beauty from the industry side of things. Um, And I would meet uh, often with um, brand managers and brand owners and marketing managers um and you know they'd be talking about how they launched their brand and I certainly think I really want to do that for myself so it's just kind of there in the background you know as as my career went on and I became editor of the magazine and it was always kind of there in the background um 
And then when I left the magazine, I launched my own uh, marketing consultancy for beauty brands. And I was helping um, a lot of small to medium beauty brands to grow and um, to be seen. And um, I would provide um, a lot of consultancy um, as part of that offering. And during one of those consultancy sessions, I just thought, I really should be doing this for myself. <laughs> I'm telling others how to do it. I, I'm harboring an ambition to, to want to have my own brand. So why aren't I doing this myself? And that was the real kind of like light bulb moment of, OK, I'm going to do this. So, yeah, um, that that was the, the seedling of the idea. And then um, step by step, uh, three and a half years later from that moment, uh, Willowberry was born. I love that. And that's the thing, isn't it? Three and a half years later, it's a process you have to go through. There's no quick way to, to get through this because obviously you had the behind the scenes knowledge for the beauty industry, but the practical side of stuff of making the products, the ingredients, how did you even start with all that? Yeah, well, I naively thought the whole process would take me about six months um, and it took me a lot longer. Um, I had a baby girl in the, in the middle of all that. So I just oh. thought, you know, throw that into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that slowed things down somewhat um but the first thing I did was I went on a course um to learn um natural skincare formulation um and I also did um courses in uh, uh skincare legislation because there's so much legalities around um selling skincare you can't just make your own skincare put it in a pot and sell it at a market you know you've got to have um followed all the um procedures and testing and um all of that kind of thing um, and yeah, from there, um, I created a very long to-do list of all the things that I would need to do to be able to launch a brand. And that was everything from, you know, coming up with a name, coming up with the design, creating a website, buying the domain, you know, all the big things and all the little things. And it was a huge list. Um, yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, just, just got started from there. Did you? Because you're you you've got such a refreshing attitude to the beauty industry. That's why you know I'm so drawn to it. I love the fact that not only is it all natural products, but also the messaging and the narrative you use around the the beauty products themselves. Did you always know that was your mission? You went into it knowing that that was going to be your core message, or has that evolved? Yes. So um, anti aging, uh, you know, the term anti aging um, has long been around in uh, the beauty industry and when I was beauty journalist I'd often write about it and you know I didn't give it a second thought um but you know I remember for instance on one occasion I gifted um someone um some product um a skincare product for Christmas one year and they were wildly offended that it was an anti-aging cream um and so yeah it's like you know that is a, a very derogatory term and um, obviously, I wasn't gifting it for them to them for that reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, I saw firsthand that offensiveness. Um, and then also, you know, as I started um, to progress through my career, and then as I started to you know think about what I wanted my um, brand to be about, um, I remember sitting with my mother-in-law one time, and we were looking at some photos, and she went, "Oh, Jen, look at all my wrinkles," and um, I just said her I don't see your face wrinkles I see you for the whole person that you are you know the person mm -hmm. that I love and you know I genuinely meant it because obviously we're not all sitting there looking at each other thinking oh my goodness look at her wrinkles oh yeah, yeah you know she, she'd look beautiful she just did you know you just see the people that you love for the people they are and the, and the people as a whole and 
we're our own worst critics. We're, we're the ones that stare closest at ourselves in the mirror and analyse every perceived flaw. No one else is, is looking at us in that way. And so it was that kind of moment that, that started my thinking of, I don't want to make women feel like this. You know, I don't want to be selling skincare as a solution to a perceived problem. And I don't want to be feeding that narrative of anti-age and telling women that um, beauty, uh, youth equals beauty and that you need to be trying to reverse your face. Um, you know, to me, skincare is about getting your best skin um, and making you feel good about yourself at the same time. You know, I, I, as a brand, I feel I have a responsibility to help women feel good about themselves, not make them feel bad about themselves and therefore you know, sell a product off the back of that. So, um, yeah, it's it's been very ingrained from the start. We've never used the term anti-aging and we've always championed, um, you know, feeling better about yourself. Um, and then as the brand went on a kind of a couple of years in, that was when our tagline, Age Without Apology, evolved. Because, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, when I don't sit there and refer to Willowberry as pro-age. You know, it's not even about, um, because you don't want the kind of, uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with pro-age, but, you know, I, I'm also cautious of not having um, toxic positivity where it's like, you've got to feel good about yes. yourself, you know. Yeah. As we get older and our faces change, it is strange to kind of go through that. And you do look at something, oh, you know, you, you look different to how you used to look or you look different to how you perhaps feel inside. Um, but it's about, for me, and this is where it goes back to actually where I said, you know, I described my half, myself as half sensible and half fun. I'm I've got that very kind of practical side to me and, and uh, uh, realism side to me. Of, you know, we are all getting older. Um, our faces will change. We will get wrinkles, whether we like it or not. Um, so rather than spending 50 odd years, if we're lucky enough to live to old age, um, disliking our faces and fighting against it, we need to make peace with ourselves of how, you know, what we see in the mirror and um, use skincare to help you look your best rather than trying to reverse your lines. Because, by the way, that is impossible with a pot of cream. Because otherwise, we'd all look 10 years younger, 20 years younger. Um, and the brand with that amazing pot of cream that removes wrinkles would be very rich indeed. So, yeah, exactly. ultimately, it's selling hope in a jar. Um, and, and ultimately, it's selling a pot of disappointment because yeah. it hasn't done what it promised to do. So Willowberry is all about, uh, we almost under-promise and over-deliver, you know, um, rather than wildly over-promising and then uh, leaving our customers disappointed. Yeah, and the feedback from customers speaks for itself, the fact that it's been very much word of mouth, you've had some amazing publicity as well, but women are drawn to your message because it's, we get sucked into to the, the beauty brands that, you know, you go into a big department store and every single sign's got something about anti-aging or get rid of these wrinkles. or And it's kind of fed to women from very young age now, isn't it, from their 20s and 30s. And so it becomes a normal and you're fighting against that, which I really love. There's obviously a bit of defiance in you, which I really like in a positive <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think as well, you know, not uh, it's not just the language of age and beauty, but also the representation. So, you know, having older women seen in beauty campaigns as standard, um, because otherwise you are literally sending out a message of invisibility and irrelevance of midlife and mature women. You're saying that 
that youth equals beauty and, and otherwise you're invisible. Yeah. Um, didn't you so, take a survey? Didn't you do a survey of a thousand women and something like 90, was it 97% came back and said they wanted to see older women represented in beauty campaigns? Yeah. And that was a real eye opener to us because at the beginning, we all, you know, it's very much about we were really pushing for better language around age and beauty. Mm-hmm. But that survey helped us to see that actually um, what was um, not just as important, but even more important to women was having. Um, older women represented in beauty imagery and yeah. as standard rather than you know the the exception to the rule yeah. because there are some older women in beauty campaigns but it's it's the exception rather than the rule yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah it was a big thing that came out of the survey so we listened you know, yeah some women spoke and we listened so you're listening, which is amazing. How do we get the beauty industry as a whole to start listening? Because it seems to me these core messages are everywhere. I've, you know, I did a survey, a body confidence survey, and 70, 70% of the women over 40 said they felt invisible on the high street. How do we get these beauty brands to start changing the narrative and taking on board what we're saying as consumers? Because, because it's so difficult. It seems to me that you're fighting against a brick wall to get real change across the board. Yeah, and I think um, I think an important part of it to me with Willowberry is to not um, be negative about the beauty industry, be slamming the beauty industry or naming and shaming beauty brands. For, for me personally, that's not what I want to do. I mean, apart from anything else, I've worked in the beauty industry a long time and yeah. I love it, you know. And um, like I say, when I was a beauty journalist, you know, when I was in my 20s, I'd use the term and not think about it. So I think you know, it's about opening um, people's eyes to the fact that, oh, yeah, you know, there aren't older women beauty imagery yeah. a standard. How outrageous is that? Oh, yeah, anti-aging, that's quite derogatory, actually. Um, you know, we need to change our terminology. And some people, you know, as our survey is revealed, in a, and I've heard it elsewhere as well, not everyone is offended by the term anti-age. Some people say, I don't care, and actually it helps me to find um, the type of product I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to me, anti-aging is the last ism that's accepted. You know, I think yeah, we will yeah. look back at some point in time and say, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe that that language was acceptable." So for me, it's about um, starting the conversations and having those conversations and getting um, our opinions and thoughts on this um, discussed and um, spread across as many people as possible. So across the media. Um, and with beauty brands um, to open people's eyes and to encourage change. Um, and it's one thing that I'm very proud of with Willowberry is that we're not just um, uh, championing a better age narrative within Willowberry, within our own brand, because I sat and thought, well, as a small brand, there's only so much change that we can implement from our own um, standpoint. But actually, if we sit there and um, push for change within the beauty industry as a whole, then we can make much more of a difference. Um, So, for example, this year we launched um, a National Age Without Apology Month um, in the month of June. And as part of that, we held um, an industry webinar with um, six um, amazing industry experts, you know, um, really good names in beauty that um, people uh, were willing to listen to. And we had um, people from across the industry, you know, top journalists and influencers and so forth, you know, brand owners um, attend that webinar where we all discussed these various topics like you and I are today. Um, 
And I know, for instance, one of the things that came from that was um, Eleanor at Noon. Uh, Noon is an amazing um, platform for midlife women and Eleanor's doing an amazing job. And she uh, raised a very good point that one thing we need to be careful with um, is not making the whole midlife conversation about menopause. Yes, it's a really important conversation to have. And yes, it's, you know, really helping women. But actually, we need to be careful not to define midlife women as menopausal or a hot flush, a walking hot flush. And she said, you know, I wouldn't um, call my teenage daughter menstrual. So why would we call midlife women menopausal? Um, You know, we're so much more than that. Um, And I had and so she was talking about this on the webinar and I thought it was a brilliant point. Um, And I had loads of feedback from the webinar afterwards. And that was one of the points in particular that people were saying, I had never thought of that before. Yes, you know, obviously it's important to cover menopause, but actually we need to be looking wider than that because it's almost like, okay, we're talking about menopause. Brilliant. We're talking to midlife women. Tick box done. Um, Whereas actually, you know, it's just one tiny part of us. So um, the conversation needs to go much further. So by having those conversations and opening people's eyes and not doing it in um, a way that's an attack in the industry, because in my experience, I think if you if you attack, if you go on the attack, people shy away. I've seen it happen with, with, with other um, brands and industries, whereas if you do it uh, from a standpoint of it doesn't matter what's come before, you know, that's that's done. Mm-hmm. It matters about how we move forward. Um, so let's have a discussion about this and work out the best way to move forward together as an industry as a whole Um, so yeah that's really what um, I've been trying to work towards. I did listen to that webinar I did join that 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 was really interesting it was just it was a really um, yeah thought-provoking conversation which which is what we, we need lots more of it was really good and I know that you're aren't you on the diversity and inclusion committee as well aren't you for the British Beauty, you the yeah, the British yeah. Beauty Council. Yeah, they recognise the work that Willowbury was doing um, towards age inclusivity and beauty, and they invited us onto their um, DEI committee, the uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusivity Committee, um, to represent age. So, yeah, just all of these kind of things that you know, some, something like the British Beauty Council um, has such influence across the whole industry. So, yeah, things like that really matter. Yeah, what changes would you like to see? happen sooner rather than later um I think some things are long term you know for instance you can't see anti-aging wiped off um a pot overnight or off uh you know um website articles um because it is what sells um you know I think anti-aging is one of the if not the number one um category within the industry that makes an absolute fortune and you know uh, these brands care about making money obviously and and the media care about making money in the articles that sell and the articles that get click throughs and anti-aging does do that and with brands you know I know that by not having anti-aging uh, on my website that term I know that that stops um, me being found as much in SEO um, and I accept that and I take the longer um, longer road. But I understand that brands and media won't want to wipe it off when it has such commercial value attached. Um, but it's about creating uh, new terms and new language and moving those forward So and ultimately changing uh, women's mindset so that they're searching for other things other than anti-aging so that anti-aging can eventually 
um, have less of commercial benefit because it's replaced by other things and then it can look at being removed. But overall, um, the changes that we um, hope to see are better representation of age, um, better um, uh, conversation around age and better language around age. Um, and, you know, some of those things can be done very quickly, like including older women in beauty campaigns. You know, yes, I understand you can't take anti-aging off the pot tomorrow, but actually you could include older women in your next beauty campaign very easily. Have you surprised yourself at how driven and how passionate you've become about all this? Yeah, I just really care about helping women to feel good. And like I say, I feel like I have a responsibility as a brand owner. And, you know, so I can sell product from a negative point of view or I can sell it from a positive point of view and I can sell product and help women to feel good at the same time or I can just sell product. I like to help women feel good at the same time and know that I've done good and know that I'm not making anyone feel bad. And, you know, how a woman feels, I just think is is so important. And we have customers who say, you know, even in the reviews that they leave, they say, I love these products, blah, blah, blah. but they also then say, and thank you for helping me to change how I look at myself. And I just think, wow, that's major. You know, if we can change a woman's mindset, one one woman at a time, to feel better about um, themselves when they look in the mirror, that to me is major. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not just the products, and the products are beautiful. And I do notice it. I mean, the PHA exfoliator, I will not go anywhere without. No, I love it. I'm addicted oh, to it. Fabulous. <laughs> but I do think that it's, it's so, it is so much more than that. Because if women can see advertising you know your advertising always has a beautiful collection of diverse women there that people can relate to that makes them feel good it does change their mindset about how they feel but if they can see themselves and they can relate to somebody that in the packaging and in the marketing um i think that's the the, the mindset that really strikes a chord with people isn't it yeah and you know we're all getting older and mm-hmm. um, so if you're not old yet you will be one day soon if you're not midlife yet you will be one day soon do you know what I mean you're, yeah. you're all going to be that person so you know um and like you say going back to how women are spoken to from a very young age even if you think about how we speak to our children or how about age or, or how um older people are represented in um storybooks mm-hmm. you know as a scary old man or a witchy grandma. old woman or yeah or yeah. a grandma rocking in a rocking chair and, grey and, hair. <laughs> yeah that's it and yeah. you know it's like you know that that very kind of one-dimensional portrayal of age um and then just as the invisibility of older women in beauty imagery um can affect uh, midlife and mature women actually you know subconsciously you're telling young women that um you know, their their age is is the age that's beautiful. Uh, and you won't want to get older because, yeah. <laughs> you know, then your beauty ends. So, yeah. yeah. So am I right in thinking that you've just, you've just hit your 40s? I have, this, this yeah. Year? So I'm how about, does that feel? Yeah. How's that? Have you been conscious of that? Or is it something that's just kind of passed you by and you've not really thought yeah. about it? Yeah. So I, I turned 40 nearly a year ago. I'm about to turn 41. And so, yeah, hitting my 40s was, was a major thing to me. Um, I think apart from anything else, um, my mum died when she was 45. And so, you know, I just thought when my mum turned 40, she would have had no idea that she had only five more years left to live. And so that to me is like, you know, I think it's a big part of it, of, of why I sit there and you know, kind of champion age. 
because like I said earlier, it's a privilege and let's hope that we do all get to live to old age because who knows what's around the corner? You know, I don't want to be doom mongerish, but yeah. you know, let, let's if if we're on our death, deathbed, you know, um, you don't want to look back and go, oh my goodness, you know, there's years spent worrying about my face, and I'm only forty, goodness sake. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that kind of was in the back of my mind. Um. And also, I mean, for me, you know, I think I think turning into a new decade, especially something like forty, I think is different for different people because it depends where you're at with life and what you've achieved so I totally understand that someone might hit their 40s and think god you know I thought I'd be married by now or have my dream job by now or a house or whatever it may be and if they haven't got it then they might sit there and feel that kind of ticking clock and you know and and feel negative about it and for me you know I didn't I didn't have any of that kind of thing but it was just kind of so so that's why I celebrated it that's why I was like yes you know I'm I'm in my 40s and um so it, it was a combination of those things but I feel like over the past year literally since my 40s um especially with so much going on in the world right now um I feel like I have gone through a real kind of process of um you know, uh, inward looking um, and soul searching. And and that's not because it's like, I've hit my 40s, I'm going to start thinking like this. It just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, happened to be. Um, and that's been quite uncomfortable at times of, of going through that change. And I've had to kind of learn to trust the process and um, and work through that and know that not everything needs an immediate answer. You know, some things just kind of evolve and, and you evolve with it and you trust that process and, and you uh, lean into it and, and try to feel comfortable with that rather than discomfort. So, yeah, yeah, I did really kind of, you know, notice stepping into my 40s. Yeah, yeah it's really interesting. Uh, lots of people I talk to in the, in the kind of early 40s do go through that kind of thought process and it's, it can be a, chi- a time of real change and transition. And sometimes the fear of the unknown can hold them back. But it's like you've just said now about the trust and trusting the process. I guess that's that's something that you do have to learn and work at. Yeah. And I suppose that's it as well, isn't it? Like where you say about um, we, we each year and we're about to do it in uh, January. I'm not sure when this podcast is going out, but we um, uh, do a New Year Older Me campaign in January. We launched it last year and, we, and we're going to do it again this year. And it's against that message of new year, new you, where it's telling you you need to completely change yourself. Actually, we say new year, older me, celebrate where you are, the learnings that uh, that you've learned over the past year. Um, And um, especially over the year we've all just had, because, you know, the world's been crazy. You Mm. know, everything from war and cost of living crisis yeah. you know to things like the royal mail strikes and you know the all the upheaval with the nhs and the train yeah. strikes you know thing small things and big things it's just constant um discomfort and unknown um but actually if you look back on the year and think what have i learned you know like a bit like what i was saying you know with kind of inward looking self so actually, yeah, you know, from from the tough times and and the uncomfortable times, you do learn lessons, even though you know it, it's not always uh, comfortable to go through. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And looking back at this this year for Willowberry, then what's been some of the highs? 
Oh, I mean, um, getting through it and still having a business that survives and thrives. Yeah, I, I am holding myself <laughs> right now because, like I say, it's been really hard and things like, you know, um, the, the cost of all of our, um, all of our suppliers, uh, the costs have gone up, you know. Um, and then that's about to happen again with more cost increases in January and it may happen again in June 23. And so working through all of that and then, you know, people um, are um, able to spend less than ever. Um, and so I've seen so many businesses um, have to close during this year. So for me, it's like, you know, I'm grateful to um, have got through that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just think when you go through, you know, like when there was a recession, not not that I had a business during the last recession, but um I've read before that people say sometimes it's just about um, battening down the hatches, getting your ship through the storm so that you, you come out the other side with the ship still intact, you know. Yeah. Um, and who knows how long this craziness is is going to go on for. Um, but one of the highs of uh, last of this year, of 2022, um, has been launching the National Age Without Apology Month mm-hmm. and having those high-profile um industry um panel talks and that kind of thing i you know that was a lot to pull together um mm-hmm. and i know that it had an impact on on um influential people's thinking and i sit and think you know i'm i'm one person and one small brand and we're able to make that wider impact so never think that as one person you can't make a difference Absolutely, you're creating that ripple effect and starting those yeah. important conversations, and that's really important. And I'm looking forward to. Have you got big plans for next year's then? Yeah, so we've got a new product launching uh, later on in the year next year, which I'm really excited about. Um, I can't reveal too much yet, no. but it's been <laughs> a long time in the making, um, and I've just been a real perfectionist about it. Um, and I think it's one that people are going to absolutely love. So. Um, yeah, that is one thing I'm really excited for next year, that finally it's going to happen. <laughs> Brilliant. And when can we expect to see that? Um, October. Right. Yeah. Still a little way off. It'll be worth <laughs> the wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how long these things take because I've just signed off the formula. But then you have months of testing and then um, you, the months that it needs to go into production. And, um, yeah, everything takes so much time. So. Um, uh, the amount of things that goes on behind the scenes that you have no idea how long everything takes when you just want to be like, I want to get it out there right yeah. now. I'm oh, sure the frustration must be really <laughs> hard. <laughs> Are you um, kind of surprised? Have you really surprised yourself in this journey? The whole of Willowberry? Yeah. Yeah. So I went in it into it with no fear. Um and I think that blind naivety is a good thing mm. <laughs> because looking back, I think, God, oh, that could have all been really quiet. Uh, you know, the beauty industry is absolutely heaving with beauty brands. Um, and so to be able to create a brand that, you know, you launch and then get noticed and then survive and thrive, you know, and we at Willowberry is um, five years old now. And so, you know, hitting that five year milestone, um, I was really chuffed with um and yeah I think it comes down to um one having uh, products that work really well like it sounds so simple but looking back I think if you don't have that you can have the biggest marketing machine behind you in the world but if the product isn't brilliant then uh, people will buy once and they won't buy again 
uh, whereas we have a really high uh, repeat custom rate. Um, mm. And so I realise the importance of that. And I'm really proud of that, that people come back time and again buy our products. Um, and then the other side of it is our values and the fact that we have um, such strong and defined values of, of aid without apology. That's what gets um, our brand um, noticed. Like you say, it's what um, draws people in and um, connects us with them. So. Um, yeah, I do. I do look back and think, "Wow, how how did that all happen? That that could have been really quiet." <laughs> yeah. And do you allow yourself time just to celebrate those as well? I do. I've got a Facebook group, and every Sunday, um, I ask the women to celebrate their wins of the week because I think we're really bad at just going on to the next thing without really acknowledging those moments and treating ourselves to that time to say, "Yeah, look what I've done." It is so true, and sometimes, and sometimes I look back and I think oh, wow, you know, if if you'd have told the me four, four or five years ago that, you know, certain things would happen, I, it would blow my mind. And, yeah, and like you say, there's the danger of just kind of like, okay, that's great, brilliant, right, next. Um, but, yeah, I do like to stop and celebrate um, things. And um, one of my friends is very good at saying, you know, if, for instance, I launch a new product and have the launch day and it's amazing, and she said, I hope you're celebrating tonight. And, and, I, and the first time she said that to me, I was like, Oh yeah, I better when I got in a bottle of fizz and a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> and took the moment to kind of cheers that and think, yeah, you know, that was months and months in in process, and it was a job well done. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think it's really important. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love the products. I'm a big fan of what you're doing, and I think I, I'm sure you are going to go on to have more important conversations that will really create some some big changes. So. Keep doing it. Don't don't stop. I love it. How can people find you, Jenny? Um, we're online at willowberry.co.uk and you can find us um, on Instagram and Facebook um, and we're at Willowberry Skin. Brilliant. I'll share all those on the show notes. My last question that I ask all my guests, if you were to pay yourself a compliment, what would it be? Ooh, um, I am proud of my strength. And uh, I am proud of um, encouraging that strength in others. So I like to kind of lift people up rather than knock them down. So I think it would be something around that. That's lovely. What a great way to end. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope we get to meet in person in 2023. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Bye. Thank you. Bye. How do you feel about the beauty industry? Do you really hate the word anti-aging as much as I do? I'd be really interested in your thoughts on the fact that when Willowberry took the survey of a thousand women, 97% of them said they wanted to be more older women used in beauty campaigns. And the fact that Jenny is creating these really important conversations hopefully will create a much needed ripple effect for change and that we will see a more positive attitude and narrative around the aging process because it's not something to be feared of. Um, you know, older women are amazing and we've got to adapt to those changes. And yes, our skin changes, we do get more wrinkles, but that's nothing to be feared of. And that's something that we've, I really hope starts to change very slowly, but it is changing. So thanks to people like Jenny creating these conversations. I will be back in a fortnight, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. And if you would like to connect with more women in midlife that you really feel like you'd like to have more conversations, then why not come and join our Step Out of the Out of the Bubble Facebook group? 
It's a free space and we have got an amazing group of women that are all at different stages of their journey, all connecting, all supporting one another, sharing their stories and encouraging as they go along. So I'd love to see you over there. Come and join the Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group and it's free. I'll be back in the meantime. Keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Bubble podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. If it has, why not come and join a fabulous group of women in my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group, where you can get to connect with other women all at different stages of their own midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. You can also come and say hello on Instagram, at Rachel Peru-Ron. I'd love to know how you intend, or how you are already, stepping out of your bubble in 2022. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week with some more inspiration, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous.